This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When I first got into wellness when I was 20, there were certain things that worked. Okay, well, now I'm in my 30s and wellness looks different. And I think it's kind of fun to discover what works for me now and what feels good now. So yeah. it's almost kind of like a game <laughs> that I'm constantly playing with myself. It's like, okay, but what do I need now? Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Les, and she's the host of the Balanced Black Girl podcast. This is actually our first time sitting down and meeting, so it was really fun to get to know her. She just moved to New York, and her podcast is incredibly successful. She's just been doing it for five years, and she's about to hit 10 million downloads, <laughs> like 10 million. Keep in mind, I'm hoping to hit 100,000 myself this year. So just think about how massive that is. And her success is crazy and well-deserved after sitting down with her. I completely understand why she's been so successful, especially her voice is so soothing. She's so insightful. We talked about having balance in our lives, whether that be in finances or dating. Um, and we also just talked about like where we're at, like what are some things that we're working on and what are some things that we're looking forward to in this kind of season of our lives. Um, so it was a really great conversation. I love chatting with her and I think you guys are going to love the episode. Definitely check out her podcast, Balanced Black Girl too. Um, and that's really it. So here is Les. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Okay, we have Les from the Balanced Black Girl podcast in the studio today. Les, welcome to Vulnerable. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I'm so happy you're here. You're in New York now. You're new to the city. Yes. How is that going for you so new far? City girl. Yes. I'm having such a good time. Yeah. It's fun. It's totally different, but I like different. But you're a Brooklyn girl right now. Right now. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying on Brooklyn. <laughs> that's, how I, I, that's how I see it. I'm like, I'm here for a while. It's a season. I'm trying it on. Do you, how I like it. Do you think it is a season? Like you don't plan on staying here for long or you're kind of just like letting it go where it goes? I'm letting it go where it goes. I don't think that I would live here forever. Yeah. But I could probably do a couple cute years. You know? <laughs> no, I feel like that too. <laughs> Everyone always loves to ask me. That's like their favorite question. Are you yeah. going to stay in New York forever? Like for the rest of your life? I'm like, I don't yeah. think so. Forever's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for everyone who doesn't know you, mm -hmm. what is your age, your sign, and where are you originally from? Mm, so I'm 34. Okay. I'm a Leo. Leo. Leo sun, Taurus moon, Libra rising. I know you didn't ask for the whole big three. Oh, I love the big three. There, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, and I'm from Seattle. Originally. Seattle. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you didn't just move here from Seattle. You were no, in LA. I was in LA for four years. Okay. Yeah. I've never been to Seattle, but is it as depressing and rainy as they say? <laughs> from like October through June, yes. Oh. July through September, it'll be like chef's kiss, most beautiful place you've ever seen. I almost feel like that about here though. Mm -hmm. Like the summer is so glorious and it's like the New York that everyone talks about, like mm -hmm. the greatest city in the world. And then the winter months are miserable. Like you're about to, I mean- I guess you're used we'll to see. it. <laughs> we'll see. It. Yeah, I've had I've had I've had some gloom, some gloom in my day growing up in Seattle. Um, but it is a beautiful place. It's a good mix of like city, nature, 
It's beautiful. Yeah. Wait, what did you say your Leo moon? I mean, Leo sun, Taurus moon? Mm -hmm. Yes. And what was the other one? Libra rising. Libra rising. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I'm a Virgo sun, Leo moon, Leo rising. Oh, nice. Oh, you got some Leo <laughs> A lot in of there. Leo. Yes. But this is what I say. I'm like, Leos are known to be in the entertainment industry. It's true. Hosts, yeah. models. Like, we're the entertainer. It's true. The spotlight, yes. it finds us. Yeah. <laughs> even if we're not looking for it. <laughs> Um, so I have a segment called What's Going On, mm. and I just want to know one thing that you're, like, excited about in your life right now or looking forward to. Um, something I'm excited about in my life right now. Well, recently I've kind of recommitted myself to my healthy habits and just kind of recentered myself on my goals because I've been traveling for most of 2023, which was so fun, yeah. but also my habits and just my life went a little haywire. And so I'm really excited to see how far I go when I'm actually focused and mm. taking care of myself again. That's a good one. Yeah. I saw your post about your successful era. Yes. My successful <laughs> era. That's what I'm calling it. Yes. yes. Okay. What does successful era mean to you though? Because I feel like success is different to everybody. Yeah. I mean, successful era is just giving myself everything I need to succeed and, and giving myself as strong of a foundation as possible. Um, I realized recently I was in some scenarios where I was going to different events and I was wanting to network or I was recording my my podcast and I wasn't feeling my best. I didn't show up and shine as well as I could have because mm. I hadn't been taking care of myself. Yeah. So taking care of myself so that I can show up and really shine is like what I'm calling the successful era. Yeah. No, I love that because I feel like I'm kind of in that I haven't coined a term for it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a marketer. So like I name everything. <laughs> I guess my healing post breakup era. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I need to do that. And I feel like I need to keep make keep promises that I'm making to myself absolutely that's what it is and it's yeah. like that's almost exhausting to me mm -hmm. because I feel like it just takes a lot of energy to do that but it's like at the end of the day it it makes you better in the long run because I'm like yes. I need to do this stuff for myself for my health yes like do I want to go to the gym in the morning not really but it makes me feel so much better all day long right. or like a walk or whatever yeah um but yeah, I'm kind of like in that same boat. I love that you're excited about that though. And I like following along your stories on your little hawker walks and everything. <laughs> People be clowning me for my hawker walks and being like, Les, you're yelling at us to walk. I'm like, I'm just walking. I'm not telling anybody to do anything. <laughs> You okay. feel a way about me walking. Some people like me need to be yelled at. Please yell at me to walk. Yell at me to go to the gym. Please. I need help. Um, so where did the idea for Balanced Black Girl come from? Like what were you doing before hosting? Mm -hmm. And then how did you end up here? Yeah. So I started creating content in 2014. Okay. And I started a fitness blog. At the time I was working in corporate and then I was also a personal trainer um, I got really burned out at personal training. Mm. I also was just not in a good headspace mentally. I yeah. think working in fitness, being in gyms made me have kind of a weird relationship with my body. Oh. And it was just a lot. So I took a break from training clients, from being in gyms all the time. And I was trying to figure out, okay, how do I balance wanting to take care of myself without going overboard and yeah. without being obsessive. And so I started this blog talking about balance and sharing what I was doing. And it just kind of grew from there. And I started creating content on social media. Um, and about four years later, I got burned out again. It's my <laughs> cycle. Every four years, I get burned out and freak out <laughs> right on cue for this year. I was going to say, what year are you at right now yeah, in the cycle? I, I was in a burnout year. <laughs> um, hence me 
putting everything in storage and moving across the country. Um, <laughs> but I, I took a break again from creating content and I was hearing from my audience, hey, Les, when you're not posting, I don't see other black girls talking about wellness in my feed. And I was like, okay, well, maybe there's something I can do to introduce my audience to other black women in wellness. And so I was sitting at my job literally just had the idea, start a podcast, name it Balanced Black Girl, and immediately did and launched the <laughs> podcast like a week later. Amazing. Um, and just jumped in and have been going ever since. Yeah. yeah. And it's been five years, right? You just hit five, five years? years. Yeah. Ah, congrats. Yeah. Thank you. My little vulnerable is just a baby compared to that. <laughs> but you're doing it. But I love that it's like Black girl focused because I feel like especially in the wellness, mental health, that space, it's never really like about us. Right. You know and what I mean? it is, it, it's often really heavy. And they're, that's valid because yeah. like we do deal with some heavy stuff, but we right. also deal with happy stuff. And sometimes we want to be cute and talk about a hot girl walk and like not have everything be so rooted in trauma. Yeah. And so something that I do, for lack of a better word, balance, like no pun intended, is try to hold space for both of those things. Like mm. we want to be well, but we can keep it cute and it can be fun and we can be happy. Totally. <laughs> that's a really good point. It made me think of Pinterest because when I was like, looking I was making a vision board at the beginning of this year mm -hmm. and I don't know if you've come across this but like I was trying to find cute normal girly things on Pinterest yep. for my vision board that were black girls doing things mm -hmm. and I'm like black girls drink water too like we we drink water we right. go on hot girl walks yes. we do everything else that white girls do why can't I find a single girl on Pinterest that I can put on my vision board and that's a really good yeah. point about yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pinterest, if you're listening, work on it. <laughs> um, so I feel like as far as balance goes now, like now that you've been doing the, well, you did the blog, the podcast, where do you feel like you're very balanced and where do you feel like you still need to work on balance? That's a great question. I mean, I feel like I'm really having to come back and refine my balance. Earlier this year, I was doing a ton of traveling. I was all over the place and my wellness habits like were not it. I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't eating well or honestly even enough at all. Yeah. And so I'm kind of having to go back and, and start from scratch and rebuild those habits over. And I'm such a weirdo that I think it's fun <laughs> to like jump back into that and rediscover what works for me now versus when I first got into wellness when I was 20, there were certain things that worked. Okay, well, now I'm in my 30s and wellness looks different. And I think it's kind of fun to discover what works for me now and what feels good now. So yeah. it's almost kind of like a game <laughs> that I'm constantly playing with myself. It's like, okay, but what do I need now? Yeah. And that's how I approach it. Yeah. I mean, a game that's going to last forever. Like right. we're going to continue to do this for the rest of our exactly. lives. Exactly. And what you need in your, in your 30s is not going to be what you need in your 40s probably. Exactly. And we're just going to have to keep going and yep. going and going. There was something that you mentioned um, on your story mm -hmm. about your podcast and about, yes, obviously it's a wellness podcast. That's what it's focused in, whatever. But you were like asking for questions from people and saying that you wanted to make it like a little spicier and yeah. that like you intentionally don't talk about dating, mm -hmm. which I thought was so interesting because I'm like, my podcast is, well, I mean, I made it so I could have a space to be vulnerable, but like, and talk about whatever I wanted to talk about, like yeah. topics I think are interesting, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I do tend to lean towards dating and relationships. If, if you had to categorize this podcast, I think that's where it would go. Mm -hmm. um, so why, why are you purposely not talking about dating? So 
I talk about dating as a concept. I don't go into a ton of detail about my dating experience okay. for a couple of reasons. One, back when I first started creating content, at the time I was in a serious relationship that lasted several years. And he wasn't really a part of my content because back in like 2016, content was just very different. It was like, here is my smoothie bowl. Here is the workout. People didn't really care much about who you were or who you were dating or what was going on. Yeah. And when that relationship ended and that breakup was like really significant and traumatic, I didn't have people asking about it because people didn't know that it was happening. And it just was a lot more peaceful and a lot easier to heal from that without having thousands of people feeling like it's their business to know what was going on. 100%. And so <laughs> I just was like, you know, yeah, I, I want to process these things privately yeah. moving forward. And so I haven't really gone into much detail publicly about my dating life ever since. I mean, I'll mention maybe occasionally on a TikTok or something like I'm getting ready for a date, but that's kind of all I'll say. Right. Um, also, too, because a lot of like these guys that I'm dating, like they're not necessarily signing up to have their business be all over the internet. And so mm. out of respect for them, I also don't really say much about them or, or put them out there. Yeah. Uh, but I know that dating is a topic that people like to hear about. And so right. people want advice or they have questions about things or they want to talk about their scenarios. So I'm open to that. Yeah. I just don't talk about my. You're like, <laughs> let me send me all your business. Yes. I'll give you advice, but I will not talk about myself. <laughs> exactly. And honestly, people like it. I mean, people like to talk about their business. So I'm like, they if do. people like to share, yeah, this is a safe space. Yeah. No judgment. Yeah. yeah. So do you feel like you just on your platforms, like you don't want to talk about that on your podcast or your page or whatever, but like, would you, do you feel co comfortable talking about it like publicly at all or no? I mean, I can talk about it some. I think part of it too for me is like, I don't ever want my relationship status to be my personality. Yeah. Whether that is being single being my personality, <laughs> having a, a boyfriend being my personality, being a wife being my personality. I don't ever want the center and the core of how I show up to be all about my relation to another person. Yeah. I mean, that's smart. <laughs> I feel like it's definitely something that I go back and forth on slash struggle mm -hmm. with. I definitely lean towards the side of it being my personality. <laughs> it's not your personality. It's not my personality. <laughs> but I think specifically because of how I got my public platform on a dating show. That makes sense. It is what people expect from me. Yeah. And not that I don't I don't have to do what people expect of me. Mm -hmm. um, that's how people met you. That's how they met me. Yeah. They So they will always be interested in it mm -hmm. from where I'm coming from. Totally. So with this podcast, like I like that I'm building a different audience. Mm -hmm. And I like to think that like, no offense to my Bachelor fans that I love and, you know, <laughs> love me so much. But like I like to think that the people that didn't really follow me for me mm – -hmm are just cycling themselves out and yeah. the new people are coming in that yep. get to know me very well because of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But are you like, so you just moved to New York a couple months ago. Technically, I don't live here yet. I'm still like subletting, okay. exploring. But yeah. But I'm you, to I mean, move. yeah. But you have, move. so since you've been here, yeah. how has the dating scene been for you? Have you been out on dates? Are you like trying to, or are you kind of just like, no, I'm yeah. in the middle of a lot of stuff. <laughs> I have been on dates, not a ton, but you yeah. know, I'll go like on maybe a few dates a month. Um, okay. Which is like decent. And you know, what's interesting, overall, I will say I probably had a better experience dating here than I have in LA. Oh, do tell, because I feel like I hear a lot of words about the LA dating scene. Yeah, I just feel like it just wasn't a fit for me. The guys there, I just really had a harder time connecting with. Hmm. And 
I feel like for my style of how I want to be treated, they just it it just doesn't really match like a West Coast dude style of them being just a little bit more passive and I just never really clicked with anybody there. Yeah. Versus here, even if I've – and I've dated people who have been like cool guys. I'm like, oh, there's not really like potential for – this isn't going to go anywhere. But I still enjoyed my time or like I had a good conversation or I feel like that was a good experience and I learned something. Versus in LA, it was like, no, just just wasted time. Just a bad time. Just a a wasted time. (laughs) Oof. That's tough. And I haven't dated in LA, but I have a lot of girlfriends that are like, yeah, the guys here just aren't it. And I don't know why that is. I don't know what the difference is. Maybe it's because everyone from LA is like, I don't want to generalize as a certain breed of person, but like for guys, if you move to LA to pursue something in entertainment, like you're a certain type of guy. That doesn't mean negatively. Mm -hmm. It just might not necessarily be the kind of guy that maybe you're looking for, maybe I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think part of that has to do with me maybe growing up in the South. Mm -hmm. I don't know about Seattle. Like, when you said the kind of guy that you're like looking for with values, what like what do you mean? They're by not that? there. So the West Coast in general, I feel like the men tend to be a lot more passive. They're far less likely to approach you. They're far less likely to initiate. You almost have to be kind of aggressive as a woman, like mm. on the West Coast. Versus, I feel like at least my experience on the East Coast, they'll they'll approach you. They'll initiate. They'll say something. They'll yeah. follow up. They'll plan a date. Mm. Um, and I'm just not. I'm not aggressive like that. And so the West Coast being so passive, it just didn't really work for me. Gotcha. I feel like I definitely can be aggressive if I need to be, but Mm -hmm. I am now at a point in my life where I don't want to be. Right. Aggressive for what? Yeah. Like I think in my (laughs) 20s, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm not afraid to ask a guy out. Like I'm not afraid to kiss a guy first. Still true. But like I don't want to. Right. And then I I think I was attracting the kind of guy that wasn't what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Because I'd be like, okay, if you're the one making the first move, planning the date, doing all this stuff, yeah. and then later on in the relationship, you're like, why doesn't he do anything for me? Why doesn't he initiate? It's like, because you he you were doing to. it. Yeah, you because you picked a guy that did that. Yeah. yeah. And I've I've had both experiences and I've I've lived both. And I don't think that there's ever definite dating rules. And I think that's part of what makes some relationship content so annoying is people mm. speak in these absolutes. But of the experiences I had, when somebody pursued me, it ended up being a better situation because they genuinely wanted me versus when right. I'm being aggressive going after some guy and he's like, okay, that's how he feels the whole time. And it doesn't really get better yeah. from my experience. I've I've had both. Like I feel like I've maybe done some of the pursuing in the beginning and then like – not that it flip-flopped, but like not – I didn't ever feel like I was – less liked. (laughs) Um, but I know what you mean. And I, I think going forward, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I just want someone who makes it known their interest. And then you want to feel good. Like it ultimately should feel good. Maybe I should date in the South. I don't know. Cause (laughs) I think I'm a little more like traditional and old school than I like to admit. (laughs) Um, yeah. I saw this woman on TikTok talking about, she called it the great coffee debate. Oh, coffee date. (laughs) Yes. And I wanted to know what your thoughts on this are because her point was, so if you guys haven't heard about this, some women say that like they will refuse to go on a coffee date because they feel like it's low effort. They think the guy is being cheap. They just want to audition them and not spend a lot of money on them and like only have to like spend $5 and waste like 30 minutes of their time, whatever. 
And this woman was saying like, no, you guys have it backwards. Like I'm the one auditioning them. Like she was like, I plan four, three or four coffee dates in a weekend. And then she's like, and I'll only get, like, I only have to get ready once. So I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> and then she's like, and I don't even call it a date. Like I call it a meetup because I don't know this person. Like I'm just meeting up with them. And then it will lead to a first date where yes, the man will take me to dinner. But she was like, it's so, I don't have to waste my time and energy for all these dinner dates mm -hmm. if I don't even like you. So I thought that was interesting. I I haven't ever been on a coffee date, but I don't know how I feel about it. How do you feel about it? <laughs> I don't know if I have an opinion. I don't, Yeah, I can't say that I've been on a coffee date either. Yeah. I've been on like drinks dates. Right. Um, again, I think it's one of those things where it's like everyone is speaking in absolutes. And I think it totally depends on the person. You're, who you're going out with. Maybe coffee dates align better for your schedules if you both have like work late. I don't know. I just think it kind of depends on how you got to the point of deciding if you want to go on a date and what the context of your lives are. In some instances, sure, it can be low effort. In some instances, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I hate to be like an it depends, right. but I think it depends. <laughs> but you wouldn't necessarily write a guy off if he asked you out for coffee. Not necessarily. It depends on what led up to that. Yeah. It depends on what led up to that. Because I have had – I have been on like brunch dates because it's like, oh, I'm busy. I'm going to events all week or whatever. So like we do something earlier in the day. Right. Um. So I think it depends on what led up to that and like why that is – happening <laughs> yeah I mean a brunch a brunch isn't any different than a dinner date right besides, it's just earlier yeah besides yeah. the time of day right. you're still eating a meal together right I think I don't like to do dinner first dates mm -hmm. because I feel like it is a big commitment mm -hmm. and if you don't like them I'm I'm pretty decisive about energy I think in the first yeah, few minutes for sure if I don't like you at the appetizers, I don't want to have to sit through dessert. Like that's hours, <laughs> hours. And I also don't want to be rude and be like, hey, I don't like you. Let's just end it here. You know what yeah, I mean? Like you're not going to end awkward. it in the middle of a dinner if you don't like it. Yeah. Um. So I just feel like dinner dates are kind of aggressive for a first date, which is why I would prefer drinks. Mm -hmm. Um. And then you could say drinks aren't really any different than having coffee. Right. Like, okay, yeah. you buy a $15 cocktail. Like, is it does it depend on how just how much money the guy spends on you that makes you feel more valuable? Mm -hmm. Like that's weird to me that you think that, okay, because he only wanted to spend $5 on you, like he doesn't – like why should he want to spend – And I think for a first date too, it's like, okay, well, if you don't know each other or you've never met – Yeah. And everyone on dating apps is like talking to slash probably going out with multiple people. Mm -hmm. So like I don't necessarily blame – this person for not wanting to spend $150 on me when there's a good chance it's not going anywhere. <laughs> That's valid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so funny. I just thought that TikTok was interesting. And she had, of course, a million comments of people being like, this is so low effort. I will never go on a coffee date. People blah, blah. get so opinionated about things that don't really matter. They absolutely <laughs> do. Especially with dating and especially yeah. with like a guy paying for things. Like I could post anything about a guy paying for something a date and it's going viral because everyone wants to argue in the comments. <laughs> right. And it's like, why? Why argue? Yeah. I had um, somebody else on that does like rules for dating. Mm. <laughs> so probably not your thing. <laughs> she's I'm like, like, it depends. For yeah, everything. no. She's like, rules, 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 rules. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting to listen to her because she's like, the rules work. Yeah. Like, it doesn't okay. matter. Yeah. Like, this is what I believe. Mm -hmm. Cool. Have your thing. Yeah. Um, And one of her rules is like, don't, like you should offer to split the check, but like basically make a fake offer. 
No. <laughs> I was like, but she was like, I just feel like I've heard from a lot of guys that like it hurts their feelings if like the girl doesn't even offer. But I'm like, but if he accepted the split, like she's like, yeah, I'd never see him again. I'm like, well, then why are we trapping him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like I, if, if I'm being honest, I want the guy to pay for my date. Like, period. I do. They just always do. I mean, from my experience, it just isn't even a thing. <laughs> okay. You're picking the right guys know. then. <laughs> they just always do. I feel like such an asshole saying that, but it's just as like the check comes, they grab it and they do it. That's ideal. But some guys don't. Oh. Yeah. It'll sit there. It'll sit in between you. It's awkward. Oh, that is awkward. Really awkward. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, um, no. I guess depending on the guys that you pick, clearly you're, you have some sort of energy where guys know like, I'm not. I'm, I'm not messing And maybe it's just being older. True. Because I also didn't – I was in relationships my whole 20s. I didn't really, like, date in my 20s. Yeah. And so I never really – I think now that I'm older and I'm dating people that are older, it's – you know, they're probably financially doing a little better. Totally. I, I think it's different when you're, like, two 25-year-olds going out versus, right. like, if you're going out with someone that's 40. Right. Like, what do you look like not picking up the checks or <laughs> – Right. So it just happens. Yeah, yeah. totally. I'm team no offer – I yeah, feel like yeah. I would just sit there and, and I would say thank you. Yeah. Like, thank you so much. I yeah. appreciate it. But right. I won't be offering going forward. I don't know if I've ever offered. In a relationship, like a long-term relationship, I feel like it's different. Yeah. Because that's different. Whatever. You pick yeah. it up sometimes. I pick it Your up. Teammate, whatever. Like, yes. whatever. Yeah. But a first date, like, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and give some advice. Sounds good. Okay, we had a few people submit in their questions that they want advice on, that they want tips on. Yes. And I wanted to do this one because I feel like I don't really talk about finances that much mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. Someone asked for tips on balling for balling on a budget. Um, I think this is just interesting because I was listening to your podcast with who was the guest when you were talking about um the savings or the free spending freeze? Oh, Monique. Monique. Okay, yes. I was listening to that. And I thought it was so interesting that she was relating the spending habits to the black experience Mm. because I feel like I've never heard that really talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought it was true and very relevant. If you guys haven't heard the episode, you should go listen to the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, in my experience, I'm like not a huge spender. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a frugal Mm -hmm. saver kind of person. Um, so I feel like I'm not really like balling. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know tips for balling on a budget. Um, I think my biggest tip would probably be like, I never buy anything full price. That's like one thing I really rarely ever do. And I feel like that's an easy one that kind of like adds up in the best way, because mm-hmm. it's like, if you're constantly just buying stuff, like as soon as it comes out, yeah. you go to Zara, you buy the newest thing when it's like in season, you're buying things like at the Gucci store full price. Like that's just, I don't do that. And I just think it's silly personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will always look for a sale or shop around a holiday. If I do shop, I really don't shop that much in general, but you're never catching me buying, especially designer things full price. And maybe that's just how I was raised. Like my mom was obsessed with TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. Like we were always getting discounts. We were always looking for sales. Um, yeah. But what do you think about balling on a budget? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing that someone can do if they're trying to be better about their finances is to stay on top of them. Like visibility into your finances, exactly how much money is coming into your account, exactly how much money is going out. Where is your money going mm. and tracking 
everything you spend to understand where it's happening is really important because that's going to show you your habits. It's going to show you your patterns of where you tend to spend and how you tend to spend. And I think if people do have maybe a problem where they're spending too much or maybe they're shopping too much or something along those lines, it's important to understand, okay, when you're buying these things, what is the feeling that you're looking for? Do you like the dopamine hit of making Mm. the purchase? Do you like feeling like if you're wearing the latest thing from Zara, people will think certain things about you. Like what is that feeling that you're looking for? Identify what that need is. Is that a need that you have? Can you find it somewhere else? And really get to the core root of what is causing your spending. Yeah, that's a really good tip and interesting take. Mm -hmm. I definitely should take that advice because I, I'm bad about like actually looking at what I'm spending my money on. Yeah. But I think that's because I'm in a place right now where I don't have to. Right. That sounds like I'm rich. I'm not rich, guys, I swear. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think I spent so much of my life, especially like 20s when I first moved to New York, mm-hmm. college, where I was so broke yeah. that like it was always constantly on my mind. Yeah. Constantly have to check your bank account. I'm constantly overdrafting. I'm yeah. constantly worried yeah. about like everything, how to pay for everything. And so I feel like now that I finally, and I feel like this didn't happen until maybe like late twenties, early Mm -hmm. thirties. Um, I feel like I'm finally at a place where I don't always have to be thinking about slash checking my bank account. And that is very freeing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't even want to anymore. Obviously I still look, I'm not like throwing the Amex down for everything. Um, but I'm not looking in that much of depth. Mm-hmm. I think if there was a situation where I was like, oh, I'm spending too much or like I don't even know where I'm bleeding from here. Mm-hmm. Like then, yes, sit down, look at it, do a spreadsheet, something like that. Um, have you heard of Ramit, like How oh, to Get yeah. Rich? Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, his book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Yes. really good. So I watched the Netflix show mm-hmm. and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I messaged him and tried to get him on the podcast. Yeah, he didn't reply. <laughs> Keep keep going. I'm going to keep messaging him. Um, But I thought that I just think the whole conversation around money Mm -hmm. is interesting because Mm -hmm. we don't think about how we were raised to think about it Mm -hmm. until you have to think about it or until you're combining with somebody else and they were raised differently. Right. And then you're like, wait, your relationship with money is so different from my relationship with money. And now we have to combine this. And it's so weird. Um, and then there's emotions involved. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, it's like, what is the feeling you're getting yeah. from spending or buying things? Yeah. Um, but one thing that he says is like, spend a lot on the things that you love to spend on and then cut like viciously yeah. on the things that you don't care about. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for me, like, I don't care about like doing my nails. I don't care about getting brand new outfits for every single occasion. Mm -hmm. That's just like, that's just me. And I love to spend money on food and drinks and experiences and going out with my friends. Mm -hmm. So figure out what you like to spend your money on and do that and then cut back like crazy on everything else. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That was great. We're like financial gurus over here. (laughs) Well, I know you just paid off your student loans. So that's amazing. Thank you. It was a... I I did an episode about it if people want to hear more, but it was a process. Wait, why did you, where did you go to school? I went to school in Washington. Okay. But did you, is it, was it just undergrad that you paid off or? It was just, yeah. Okay. I was trying to figure out why you had so many. (laughs) I know. Well, I had so many. I went to a private school. Okay. um, And most of it was interest. So I paid off $100,000 of debt. I didn't take out that many loans, but compound interest and it ended up costing me that much. (laughs) 
painful. Yeah. yeah, I'm at a point right now where I um I actually did just pay off two of my loans last week. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just um they were the interest was crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And all the money I've been paying since I graduated college mm-hmm. has only gone to interest. Yes. The principal that is happened to me. The principal has not been paid down. Yeah. And I feel like now that I paid off the highest interest ones, then maybe at least every month I'll be paying on the principal. Yes. But the interest thing is crazy. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is wild. Yeah. This isn't really advice, but I just like the question. What are you craving more of in your life and what do you want less of? Mm, what am I craving more of? Craving. I mean, I think I'm in a season of like new friends. I, I have some amazing friends, but I would love to make new ones who are in similar places where I am in life and who just like want to do some of the same things as yeah. I like to do. I realize that with a lot of my friendships, I don't really have that. Like I have people that I love, but like they don't want to do stuff. They don't want to like have experiences. And yeah. I realize that my love language is quality time. So I'm more so craving like friendships where I can have quality time because that's important to me. Yeah. Um, Something that I want less of, I think less time on my phone. Oof. That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. I need to work on that for sure. <laughs> it's hard when it's your job. Your job. Totally. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about me. What am I craving? I think I'm craving more structure. Mm. And I think the problem is the only person that can give me structure in this time in my career is me. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think I need to be more disciplined about it. Mm-hmm. And I think when I was working a corporate job, mm-hmm. it was easier for me to, you know, you wake up, you have to be somewhere at a certain time, you have to have lunch at a certain time, Mm -hmm. like you have to do all of these things because you have to. And then I didn't realize until I had like this freelance life that I thrive more when I have structure. Um, And then less of, hmm, I would say guilt. Yeah, I think I feel guilty about many things. Um, Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if I want to get into them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think one of them would be my friendships. I think I haven't put as much time and energy into them as I used to or as yeah. I like to. Because I do pride myself on being a really good friend. I care so much about my friends. Um, and I think when I was overwhelmed with like relationship, being thrust into a public life, being on a TV show, like there was a lot going on. And I don't blame myself for that and neither do my friends. Like they're still here and there for me. But I just feel like I have I haven't done what I needed to do in those relationships and I now want to do more. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like kind of what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. But I'm here. We should totally be friends. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love that. Okay. One more. Yes. This person wants advice for someone who's a late bloomer. I think she's talking about like just dating. Mm-hmm. And – who hates dating apps. Hmm. I feel like I was a bit of a late bloomer with dating just because I didn't really have my first boyfriend until like end of college. Same. Like that's late. Mm-hmm. I think most people have like yeah. a significant relationship in high school. Yeah. I, I was the same way. I didn't date yeah. in high school. It wasn't till college. Yeah. I didn't date at all in high school or even, I mean, I wouldn't even call it dating for most of college yeah. um, until the very end. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I would maybe say like don't compare yourself to others with the whole late bloomer thing. Right. Like we all have different significant relationships in our life. You might meet the love of your life. I don't know how old you are, but like soon, like late 20s or something. And I might not meet mine until like I'm 39. That doesn't mean one of us is better than the other. Um, 
it's not you can't be late for your own life <laughs> yeah Ooh, yeah i love that you can't be late for your own life yeah you can't i would also add that a lot of the timelines we see were based on a time when people didn't really have options mm. but we have options now and options can help us kind of expand time so i think instead of looking at it as i'm late look at it as you're expanding time you're expanding the time that you get to have some of these experiences and like, don't stress about it. Yeah, I know. It's definitely easier said than done because mm -hmm. I feel like if you see your friends like next to you falling in love or like finding success on dating apps or whatever and you're just not there, like I, I know that's hard. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think the options thing and the dating apps thing is interesting because – a lot of people feel like now we have too many options. <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> like, true. Like spoiled for choice, I mean on like dating apps. Not for quality. Well, no. <laughs> no. I sure don't. <laughs> that's not that's not what I mean. I mean like men may be looking at like, I don't necessarily need to settle down and have a girlfriend and commit to someone because there's five other girls named Chelsea and Les that are pretty and, and right. And none of those the girls want one. them either. <laughs> so like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but they think. That's what they think. But they the reality think. is a lot of these uh, – in a lot of ways, like women are leveling up in terms of our education, our careers. We are becoming more picky, which is a good thing. So they may think they have this illusion based off of just the numbers they see. But from a quality perspective, a lot of these women don't want them either. <laughs> and so I think remembering that you have power and you have agency is important. Um and I think there's nothing wrong with not liking dating apps. Like, yeah. I think that's a very normal feeling is to not like dating apps. But it does mean that you'll need to put in a concerted effort to be where people are. So getting really clear on what kind of person would you like to meet? Where do they spend time? I mean, ideally, you would like some of the same things. And so some of the things that you would like to do, they would like to do. And you're going to put yourself in those spaces to meet people. Yeah, maybe you can just passively look at dating apps. Like you don't have to delete them and be mm -hmm. all dramatic. Right. Like you don't have to it's be on tool. them every day it's either. It's not an end-all be-all. It is a tool. Yeah, you don't have to like constantly be on them until you're so exhausted that you want to delete it. Right. Like spend a couple minutes a day yeah. chit-chatting, swiping, whatever. And then in real life, like you just said, yeah. like if you are into health and fitness, like maybe you'll meet someone at the gym yeah. or at the spa yeah. or at the – I don't know, wherever else you do health things. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that you have to have this like crazy game. You can just smile at people and say hello. And smiling at guys and saying hello goes a long way because it just breaks the ice that makes them feel like, okay, maybe I can approach. initiate a conversation and approach and say something. It, it can be so simple. It, it We don't have to make it so hard. <laughs> yeah. I was just talking to my friend about this the other day too because I – I saw – it must have been a TikTok, of course um, – someone talking about how she just changed one thing and it was just like smiling at yeah. people when yes. she was out. Yes. <laughs> and she was like, you would not believe the amount of men that now approach me just yes. because I gave them a smile. Yes. And she was like, it's kind of like a giving them permission kind exactly. of thing. Because the good ones like don't want to be creepy and they don't want to feel like they're hounding you, which is a good thing. Totally. So if you just like smile as a sign of like, I'm open for conversation, yeah. that goes a long way. Yeah. I think it's just kind of foreign to a lot of people though, yeah. because we're used to having our head down, like we're on mm -hmm. our phone, we're trying to like, whatever you're trying to do during your day. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely one of those people. Like I would have to go out of my way to look someone in the eye and smile at them on the street. Like mm -hmm. if I thought they were attractive, mm -hmm. it would be a very conscious decision yeah. that would make me uncomfortable. But I feel like maybe after 
a couple of times, then maybe you just get used to it. You do. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely in New York, though, it's not it's not common. Yeah. To be and I wouldn't just do it people. to everybody on the subway. But like <laughs> if you're at an event that seems like a legit space. You know, yeah, because you're gonna get approached by some crazy right. if you keep smiling. Use discernment, <laughs> but like you know, be open, be open to conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this has been amazing. I have one final question for all my guests. Yeah. Is there anything you want to be vulnerable about? Um, I think I'm in a space of being vulnerable about like really going after my goals and going after my dreams and being unapologetic about what I want. Yeah. And. It's taking vulnerability, but it's also kind of exciting. Yeah. I feel like it does take a lot of vulnerability to even admit to yourself yeah. what you want when it's a really, really big yeah. goal and dream. Right. Yeah. Is it like, can you share one with us? Is there a podcast one? Is there I mean, like- yeah, definitely podcasts. I want to grow my podcast. Like, yeah. I want a multi, just big Say it, girl. Say it loud. <laughs> like multi-million dollar blockbuster podcast. Yeah. Um, and if it's Balanced Black Girl, that's great. If it means I need to start something else that grows into that, great. I'm open to all possibilities. Um, but I'm ready to like shine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Let the Leo out, That's vulnerable. That's hard because <laughs> it opens you up to a lot. So I'm I'm preparing myself for that. Yeah. I do think it's – um, not to bring it back to balance, but like I do <laughs> think it's hard when you want to have that success for your career. Mm-hmm. But like personally – that also comes with its own struggles. Like I feel like I want to be the best in everything I do Mm -hmm. career wise. Mm -hmm. And in this specific career, that means becoming more well-known and more famous. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Which is like not something that I want Mm -hmm. for me personally. Mm -hmm. So it's very weird because I feel like there's almost like another persona it is. Well, you got to get – and I've been thinking about this a lot of like, okay, Beyonce and Sasha Fierce are two different things. <laughs> like what is my Sasha Fierce? And so that's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know who she is yet. Yeah. Um, But I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah. Create a very separate character. Exactly. And then you can be a little bit more far removed. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. Okay. Please tell everyone where they can find you and find the podcast. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, my God. Me. Of course. Yes. So <laughs> I'm on social media, Instagram, TikTok, at Balanceless. And then new episodes of Balanced Black Girl Podcast come out every Tuesday. Yay. Is there anyone that you would recommend like people start with or your favorite one? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, people like to start from the beginning. I don't love when people start from the beginning because it was not good at the beginning. <laughs> I'm I sure it was good. gotten a lot better. But that was five years ago for It was you, five so. years ago. But like people meet me now and think that five years ago, you know, is still Got it. It. And I'm like, it's not. So any, honestly, any episode, but like stick to some of the newer ones. Yeah. Something in the past couple of years. In the past year or so. Okay. So that's when it gets good. Nice. (laughs) Okay. And if you guys want to watch this episode, we're at Vulnerable Pod on YouTube. You can follow me at Chelsea Vaughn on Instagram and at Chelsea Vaughn underscore on TikTok. But thanks guys. We'll see you next time.